This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to The Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome, everybody. Here I am, Adam the Bull in the bullpen. Where the hell else would I be than talking to you? We've got a ton of football stuff to get into today. Cutdowns, waiver wire, trades, free agency. It's bonkers with football right around the corner. Plus, who made the dumbest statement of the week? That's all coming up on today's podcast. And more good news for you. Get extra value this football season with Bet River Squares. Win up to $10,000 in bonus money. $10,000. I could use $10,000. I'm sure Monzo could use $10,000. We can't win it, but you can in bonus money. $10,000. Bet $10 in same game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. That's all coming up. On this edition of the Bullpen with Adam the Bull, brought to you by Bet Rivers. You're in the Bullpen with Adam the Bull. Let's go. Uh, big news in the world of major, uh, the world of not Major League Baseball. There's plenty of big, big news there, but we're not getting into that right now. Um, big game, first week of the season in the state of Ohio. The Bengals and the Browns will play in Cleveland. It has not been very often in the history of these franchises that have not had a lot of success that both teams have been good in the same season. But that might be the case this year. The Bengals have been a Super Bowl contender and have gone to the Super Bowl in the last two years. And the Browns have Deshaun Watson, a loaded roster, and are hoping to go to the Super Bowl this year. The Browns, of course, the more unproven of the two teams, are now a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Cleveland. And why did that line slightly go up in favor of the Bengals? Well, that's because Joe Burrow, for the first time in about a month, practiced today. Just got word out of Cincinnati a little earlier this afternoon. Spoke to my buddy James Rapine, who covers the Bengals. Um. And uh, he was telling me that Burrow looked great. Now they don't. The, now that we're into, you know, technically it's regular season practice now and not training camp. So now that we're at this point, they, the media doesn't get to watch all of practice, unfortunately. But what he did see, Burrow looked good. He's not wearing a sleeve on the leg where he he strained his calf. And so, even though we haven't seen Joe Burrow in a month, it does appear that he is on track. He is on track to to play in week one against the Browns. You always thought it would be the case. Our line here at Bet Rivers, the sports book, never went. It, it opened at three and a half, if I remember correctly. The Browns were three and a half point. Uh, excuse me. The Bengals were three and a half point favorite in Cleveland. It went down to one and a half because there was some uncertainty. But had the had had our guys that are making these lines thought that Joe Burrow was not going to play 
the Browns would have been a favorite if he wasn't playing uh, the Bengals' backup quarterbacks. Oh, I can't even think of their backup now because they cut Trevor Simeon. They just signed Will Greer from the Cowboys, and that's how bad the Bengals' backup is that his name is escaping me right now, and I'm going to have to look it up because I can't think of who it is. Uh, oh, Jake Browning. That's right. He's an unrestricted free agent. He has, I don't think he's played in the NFL at all. Uh, but if the, if Jake and Jake Browning would probably be the starter if if Burrow couldn't go, and if that were the case, uh, the Browns would be favored in this game. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But that's not the case. Burrow practiced today, so that's big news for Cincinnati. On the Browns side of things, uh, when you look at you know what happened, nothing overly surprising for the Bengals on cut down day for the for the Browns. There were a couple of moves that the Browns made on cut down day that were a bit surprising. Um, one, let's start with the kicker because that wasn't surprising by the time it came down. It's surprising only in the big picture that the Browns drafted this guy, Cade York in the fourth round last year. He makes the, his first NFL game kicks a game winning 58 yard field goal against the Panthers after Baker Mayfield had led the Panthers back to take the lead and maybe get a victory. But the way he played the back end of last season and the and the way he played earlier this season, uh, or in training camp, I should say, uh, led to this situation where they had to cut. They had to move on. So the Browns did. Now, reportedly, they wanted to bring him back to the practice squad. But uh, he decided to he did not get claimed on waivers and he ended up signing with the um, Titans joining their practice squad instead. So Cade York is gone. They did, as some of you know already, many of you know already, they traded a seventh round pick in 2025 to the L.A. Chargers for Dustin Hopkins. He's been a pretty good kicker in his career. He has lost his job twice, once in Washington, once in L.A., lost a battle uh, this preseason in L.A., and and the Browns are able to acquire him. Why they didn't sign Robbie Gould, I have no idea. I talked about this in the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show earlier this week. Robbie Gould even reacted to the clip of me talking about it. He responded to, to the clip on Twitter. Uh, he is still out there. He denies that he's looking for an absurd amount of money. He is by far the best kicker available, but for some reason nobody's brought him in. I, there must be something to it. I don't know what it is. I would have rather had him in Cleveland than Dustin Hopkins, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, right now, I'd much rather have Dustin Hopkins than Cade York. Another surprise, and probably the biggest surprise move, the Browns was cutting veteran defensive lineman Maurice Hurst. Maurice Hurst was a um, was uh, was he a third round pick of the? Let me double check that. Um, no, he was actually a fifth round pick by the Niners, uh, by the Raiders. Excuse me, in twenty eighteen. He played, you know, uh, he played well, and he played well for Oakland, and then he went to the Niners. He was hurt the last two years, and now he comes to the Browns. Uh, he, I thought he played well in the preseason, seemed to be on the team. They cut him, but they bring him back to the active roster after they put a couple of guys uh, on the injured list today. They claimed the guy off waivers from the Chiefs, and they bring back Maurice Hurst. Uh, from the waiver wire, so there you go. So he he will be back. Like I said, it was a little surprised that he got cut. Michael Dunn also returns to the Browns. He was the other surprise cut. He will be on the practice squad. Hurst will be on the NFL roster. 
the rookies that, you know, the Browns had a lot of rookies make the team. Uh, all their draft picks made it, and they had two undrafted free agents, Mahmoud Deabate at linebacker and Ronnie Hickman, who played at Ohio State, of course, is the fifth safety on this team. Wasn't You know, they kept five safeties and six corners. So a little surprising, 11 defensive backs, but only at the moment, only two quarterbacks on the on the roster. They did uh, mention they signed uh, – well, I, I don't think I actually mentioned P.J. Walker, who started some games for Carolina last year. Brown signed him to the practice squad, so he'll be the third quarterback to start the season. There'll be no rookie starting this year. Um, Cedric Tillman, who was the third-round pick, uh, he will be in the mix. He'll get some action on offense, but he's at best their fourth wide receiver, so I don't know how much he'll play, especially early. Siaki Ika, the other third-round pick, will rotate in with Shelby Harris, with Jordan Elliott with uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, of course, and Hurst inside. So he'll see some action, too. The run, of, the rest of the guys may not play uh, very much. You know, Dewan Jones is insurance for Jack Conklin. He's eventually the starter there. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, of course, is going to be Deshaun Watson's backup. Luke Whip- Whippler will back up probably. I-, I would rather see him than Nick Harris, frankly, at-, at either of the guard positions or center. He did a nice job making the team as a sixth-round pick. So there you go. The The Browns roster is set. Week one is set. And now we're eight days away from Lions-Chiefs, and we're 11 days away from the Browns playing the Bengals. Other news from the NFL that I wanted to hit on. So I read this story today from Ian Rappaport that apparently, you know, at the, at the deadline yesterday at 4 o'clock, the Colts did not trade Jonathan Taylor at the cut-down deadline. And he stays on the pup list, which means he's going to, if you have, and I'm going to do a lot of fantasy stuff on Friday, by the way, but if you have Jonathan Taylor in a fantasy league, he's out the first four weeks. Now, so is Kyler Murray, but that was expected, if, if not more than that. But I think most people assume that Jonathan Taylor yesterday would either get traded or activated from the pup list. Well, neither of those things happened. So if you drafted him already, you're in a bad position because I don't know what is, who the hell knows when we'll see him. And we know for a fact we can't see him until at least the fifth week of the season. So that's a third of the regular season or, you know, a little little less than a third of the regular season of the fantasy season. That's pretty brutal. Uh, If you haven't done your fantasy draft yet, I have four drafts coming up uh, Saturday, this Saturday. And then I have drafts Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. My last draft is, is happening an hour and a half before the Chiefs and Lions kick off. That draft usually takes an hour and a half, so we're, you know. Maybe we'll be wrapping up as the as the game kicks off, but um, so I, I I will be avoiding Jonathan Taylor at all costs at all costs. Uh, but if you're going to take him, I I would back him up to at least a running back three at this point. But what I what I read from Ian Rappaport was that apparently the Green Bay Packers were a team that was interested in making a trade for him, and that to me makes no sense. The Packers have two pretty good backs. I understand Jonathan Taylor's young. I understand Jonathan Taylor's a good player. But if you're Green Bay, you've invested a lot of draft capital at running back. You have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. I mean, you just drafted A.J. Dillon three years ago. Now, they, they really don't have any depth behind that. They only have one other running back on the roster, and he's an undrafted free agent this year named Emmanuel Wilson. But still, I mean, 
you know, I, I, I guess maybe Jones would have been part of the deal. Maybe I could, I guess, but I, if you're, if you're Indianapolis, you know, you got your quarterback of the future. Uh, but still, it, in a way, it's better for Indy if they're kind of bad again and can get another high pick because they're not going to be Richardson is not going to be great as a rookie. You wouldn't think, even though he's going to play. But I don't understand that from Green Bay's perspective, why they were going down that road. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both good backs. Now Jones is getting up there, and he's uh, and he's uh, a free agent at the end of the year, so there's probably a good chance he's gone. But but again, I you know, in a time where teams are not spending a lot of financial capital and running back it doesn't seem to make much sense Aaron Jones in his age 29 season uh, he was still very good last year averaged 5.3 yards per carry he's been a great back I mean he's been in the league for six years he uh, he's averaged at least 4.6 yards per carry every year and like I said uh, 5.3 not not far off his you know the best of his career which was 5.5 1,100 yards. Not a lot of touchdowns last year uh, for whatever reason. Um, you know, he had five receiving touchdowns, but but only seven total touchdowns, which was the lowest of his career since his rookie season. But uh, I, I think that's just coincidental. And he's been very durable. He's only missed uh, four games the last four years and none last season. So even though he's a little older, he didn't really show any signs last year of going downhill. I didn't, I didn't understand that, but... Uh, the Colts are a mess. Their owner's an idiot. Let's face it. I mean, Ursa is a total putz. He don't know what he's doing. I, like, how did you end up in this situation? Jonathan Taylor is not. It wasn't like these up the other backs who were, were were pissed off. Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, and Saquon Barkley because they got franchised. They're all playing, and Jonathan Taylor were not even at that point yet. And 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 Ursa screwed the whole thing up. I think my mic's a little hot. We got a hot mic. Hot mic, hot mic. What was that from? I should know that. Wedding crashers, maybe? Anywho, a couple other interesting notes from NFL Cut Down Day. Probably the biggest name to be cut uh, yesterday was Bradley Roby. First round pick out of Ohio State cut by the Saints. That was surprising to me. Now, if you look at his PFF grades... Some people care more about that than others. I pay attention to it. His his grade last year was way down. He wasn't, you know, very good. Um, but still, I, I, you know, it's a it's one down season. I to me, I'm not I'm not giving up on him after that. But they cut him. They decided to move on. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. And Bailey Zappi, who it looked like last year might steal the job from Mac Jones as the quarterback in New England gets cut, and then gets re-signed to the practice squad. The Patriots, when they at cut dead at the cut-down day yesterday, had only one quarterback and two running backs, which was very bizarre. Obviously, Mac Jones is going to be the starter there. I don't think he's any good, uh, which is why I don't think the Patriots are going to be any good, especially in an AFC that is loaded, loaded with talent. All right, that's, uh, to me, the highlights of the uh, cut-down day. And everything that's kind of gone on in the last 24 hours. And now it's on to the start of the season. All right. Now, I want to bring Monzo in here for a minute. Monzo, you there? 
I am here, but I should probably close the door so you don't hear my maniac crazy family in the background. Right. We like a good maniac family. I'm going to bring you in, and I'm going to I'm going to ask you to choose who made who made the the most the more idiotic statement. All right. All right. I'm already gonna. So you got two choices. Okay. One, we actually talked this about this briefly, and this pissed me off in a staff meeting we had yesterday. Oh, okay. That is is uh, a, a world champion American sprinter Noah Lyles. Noah Lyles said this, quote, he was talking about how in the NBA, they call it a world, you know, because he's a world champion. And he said in the NBA, he says, you know, the thing that hurts me the most is that I have to watch the NBA finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I love the U.S. at times, but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. Great song, by the way. We are the world. We are the children. Uh, We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. Okay, so is that? Now, you might think, well, that's the dumbest comment ever because I thought it was the dumbest comment ever. But it, it is, in fact, or is it, in fact, Dan Orlovsky? of ESPN, who I like, is a good football analyst. was not a good quarterback, but is a good football analyst. Dan Orlovsky decided to talk about baseball. Now, I'm not usually a guy who, when like an athlete from one sport talks about another sport and they say something dumb, I never say, you know, stick to your sport. I hate that. But for the first time ever, I'm breaking that because he said, Mookie Betts is a better baseball player than Shohei Otani. So who made the dumber statement this week? Is it Noah Lyles or Dan Orlovsky? What's that? Well, I, I think I would go with the Noah guy because I think Mookie Betts is a comparable baseball player. Obviously, he doesn't pitch, but he's a comparable offensive player of Shohei Otani. I don't think it's that luna, you know, that, that lunacy as you made it out to be. It is lunacy. One, he, said, he just doesn't pitch. Right, and then now, now Shohei's hurt, and who knows if he's going to pitch again? Why is never going to? Why is never going to pitch again in the history of baseball? Who knows? I mean, knows? Like twenty nine years old. I, that's the other thing. He's not like a kid. He's not like twenty two. Well, it's not like Mookie Betts is that young either. No, I understand. But if you look at Mookie Betts, 36, 94, 10 stolen base. I mean, he's a hell of yeah, a player. and Shohei beats him in all of those. I know, but it's not like it's like we're talking about uh, to Shohei Otani and Jeff McNeil. We're well, talking about here. if if. Dan Orlovsky had said Mookie Betts is a better hitter than Shohei Otani. I would have said, Dan, you're wrong. But at least you can maybe make that argument. That's not what he said. He said he's a better baseball player. So it's everything he does. Okay. I, uh, Shohei's probably a, a 10 times better pitcher than Mookie Betts. 10 I times. Don't think, Try a thousand oh, times. A thousand times better. But, <laughs> it, you know, it's, I don't think it's that horrifying. All right, the other so you, statement is absolutely moronic. Okay. It's just absolutely Now, moronic. I'm going to, even though I'm giving you a hard time, I am going to agree with you. Now, Dan Orlovsky is lost in the soup because you can't compare because, you know, if you want to say Mookie Betts is the second best player in baseball, then we can have a debate between him and Acuna and Freddie Freeman. And I maybe, would prefer, like, I'm a Mets fan. I'd prefer the Mets next season if they can't sign him. But I would prefer that if the Mets had Mookie Betts or Shohei Otani, it's a win-win. It, whatever of course it's a win-win, it but you'd rather have Shohei Otani because he can pitch. 
coming off this UCL. Who knows? Well, he won't be able to pitch next year, probably. But okay, so now yeah. he's going to pitch at thirty-one, limited pitching. The strain it puts on his body, it might affect his his hitting at some point. I don't know if he's going to pitch. I, I, I would argue that that if you're going to make that argument of who you'd rather have next year, you might want Ronald Acuna over both of them because he's a lot younger. Okay, for sure. but but nonetheless, I have a beef with Orlovsky on that. But I'm going to let him. I'm going to let it. it I'm going to let it ride because he argued with Stephen A. Smith about Joe Burrow today. Because Stephen A. Smith said, uh, by the way, we could have put Stephen A. Smith in this too because Stephen A. Smith today said that Lamar Jackson has a better chance of winning the MVP than Joe Burrow, which I, even though the funny thing is that Lamar Jackson has won an MVP, Joe Burrow has not won an MVP, and yet I think we'd all agree that Joe Burrow is much more likely to win an MVP than Lamar Jackson. Is that fair to say? That, that very, very much more likely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's that's one that Stephen A's a little yeah, out of bounds on. He's lost. However, in the end, you are correct, and the dumbest statement of the week was made by Noah Lyles. Now, I actually texted someone who knows Noah Lyles, believe it or not. Um, Shout out to my man, Corey Crawford. So Jay Crawford, who used to be on ESPN for many years, is one of my co-hosts on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And his son, Corey, is a – was the last guy to not make the Olympic team. He was like the final cut off the Olympic team. He just missed a cut. Guy's an incredible athlete, high jumper, long jumper, excuse me. Um, And uh, so he knows a lot of these great track stars. And he says that the kid's a great kid, that maybe he said this because he's frustrated that he's had a lot of success and he doesn't seem to get noticed a lot because obviously, you know, most track stars don't get noticed like basketball players and baseball players and football players. I get it. But in the end, I so maybe he was just, you know, talking out his ass. But it was so funny because every NBA player had a comment about this. And obviously, it's a ridiculous comment by the guy because American basketball is it. Doesn't mean they're all American players, but all the best players from the world come and play in the NBA. They're not playing in the Euro League. They're not playing in the Chinese League. They're not playing in the Russian League. They're playing in America. End of conversation. So if you win the NBA championship, this is not soccer where there might be a team in Italy or there might be a team in, you know, out of Spain that's as good as a team in the Premier League. I don't even know which league is, but I think the Premier League is the best, but I'm not even sure. But clearly there are teams in the Premier League that may not be as good as teams in the Italian League or the whatever. But in America, when it comes to baseball, football, and basketball, not just America, in those three sports, the best teams play in America. Same with hockey. Okay? That doesn't mean the players are all from America. In football, most of the players are from America. In hockey and baseball, especially, there's a lot of players from other countries. And even in basketball, there's a decent amount of players from other countries. But it's the world championship because the the best team, the best team in the Japanese league would be terrible in the major leagues. The best team in Euro basketball would be terrible in the NBA, the worst team in the NBA. And is there Euro hockey or is that just <laughs> offseason? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yeah, the KHL and the, you know, whatever. The I'm league. assuming I don't know enough about hockey, but I'm assuming the best team there would be the worst team in the NHL. No, it's probably not true. To Maybe not true. Yeah. All right. So maybe in hockey, maybe he's right about hockey, but I don't think he was thinking about hockey. He really was talking about basketball. So congratulations to Noah Lyles. 
he wins the dopey comment of the week award. That is that is a stupid comment. That's that that insane. It's insane. All right, Monzo. Thanks for playing along. Thanks to everybody for listening. I'll be back on Friday. We're going to do a big fantasy show, getting you ready for all your drafts. It's the week before. That's when everybody's doing the the real hardcore players are all drafted in the final week. Uh, thanks. Uh, that's it for me. I'm Adam the Bull. This is the Bullpen. We'll see you next time, courtesy of Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to the Bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network.